I'm Chris Sagaback, Associate Professor of Animation at Webster University. The subject of this talk is the animation principle squash and stretch. My intention is to define the principle and expand on how you can add this mechanic to your character animation skill set. Squash and stretch are defined as giving a sense of weight and flexibility to animated objects. This principle can be applied to both simple objects such as a ball or more complex constructions like the human body. Considering everything from cartoony characters with extreme flexibility for comic effect to hard surface objects, it is our job as animators to ensure that the audience believes that your art has weight and adheres to the paradigm of the world that you are creating. When considering creating weight in animation, that is on the more realistic side of the spectrum, the animator needs to take note that an object's volume does not change when squashed or stretched. For something to squash and stretch, it must be affected by motor function and or direct interaction with another object. You must consider the weight, the materials, the rigidity of all components and create compositions according to the physics you wish to convey. Always think about your actions first. Act them out, get in front of a mirror, look at reference. Let's consider a ball for a moment. When you bounce a tennis ball, a basketball, a bowling ball, or a balloon, they all have different weights, and when they hit the ground, almost all of them will change shape based on the weight and rigidity of the object. Also think through how the ground plane will affect the bounce. You might be thinking of concrete, in which there will be very little give, but what if a bowling ball was dropped on a mattress or a trampoline? Consider everything in the scene and be sure that each object validates the other object's existence. Objects validating objects. What does the reaction tell the audience? How do we know what that looks like? The value of motion reference is paramount. Next, let's think of something more complex like the human body. When someone sits on a chair, the flesh redistributes based on the weight of the person how forcefully they sit, and in accordance with the material of the chair. Is it hard? Does it have a cushion? And while there might not be a great deal of change in some forms, the squash of flesh still needs to be accounted for in at least a few frames. We are responsible for things that are sometimes not seen, but felt. Another example is of a boxer's punch. Remember, we work with fractions of seconds. When a boxer is hit in the face, there's a frame or two of extreme distortion in the face structure because of the hit. The object, fist, is affecting the object, face. Look at some sports photography where such a point in time is captured. The arm stretches, the face squashes. We as animators are responsible for translating that kind of physical change, if only for a few frames. The audience will feel it, maybe not necessarily see it. We translate that movement and change in our art just like in real life. When considering creating weight and using a more exaggerated squash and stretch on the cartoony side of the spectrum, all bets are off in terms of realistic physics, sometimes. But keep the audience caught up in your paradigm. Sometimes surprise is used for comic effect, and something that the audience thinks is very heavy might be light as a feather. But if your character has rubber hose type movements, keep that consistent. 
A body or torso in this paradigm can be rudimentary represented by a half-filled flour sack. Take a moment and think about all the classic characters that are basically half-filled sacks of flour, with rubber hose arms and legs plus a head. No matter how much those characters may squash or stretch, they still have a consistent volume that is on model when emotions, exaggeration, or form-changing comedy isn't taking center stage. To tie a bow on this, squash and stretch gives a sense of weight and flexibility to animated objects. Think through the scene fully in reality first, use reference, then make sure objects are validating objects based on your paradigm's physics. And like always, animate every day.